Ooh, welcome back to the Highway Street Sports Podcast. I'm back. We're back, basically, because Garrett decided not to record for three weeks. That's really uncalled for. But you know what I went through. <laughs> We're back after three weeks. The Better. NFL machine kept on going, but it, it took a it took a crash this week, it, though. Oh my god! It's a good thing what a disaster! Came, it's a good thing we came back before the NFL just crashed and burned. So since we have been gone, the Lions have won two games. Correct. Now it's not a win streak. I would almost give them credit for a win streak. I mean, two out of three is pretty impressive. Not going to lie for them. Yeah. What's what's your opinions of Dan Campbell right now? How are you feeling? Well, it's funny because we were going to the Buffalo Bills game against the Patriots in Buffalo two weeks ago, and we were just saying how, oh, now Dan Campbell needs some credit. And then he loses next week, and then it's back to the, oh, Dan Campbell doesn't deserve any credit anymore. And then here we are this week, and he beats the Cardinals. So I guess... I guess good for him, but also bad at the same time because the Jaguars now have the number one pick again, and I, I don't know. If I'm a Lions fan, I'm a little upset that we've won another game because this is the Jets beating the Rams last year all over again. I can tell you a lot of people had Detroit for the worst record in the league for like Vegas odds, and I can tell you there's a lot of people that are really disappointed right now Yeah, because they definitely had Detroit with the worst record. Um. Can I, can I defend myself a little bit here for a second? Because I was supposed to bring you guys at least one show, potentially two. Uh, so we went to the Bills-Patriots Monday night game. I proceeded to lose my voice for... It's still a little rough, if you can't tell. It's, it sounds a little scratchy. How's it sound today? It's, is it better today? It's better than it was yesterday okay. when our podcast died 15 <laughs> minutes. In. So I had to go a whole week. The next week, I did a show... Recorded an hour and a half long show by myself that took me about two and a half hours to record because when you do it by yourself, it's a little different. Uh, you have to stop a lot because talking to yourself for an hour and a half, you can't just talk to yourself for an hour and a half. You got to take a break every once in a while. As I went to finish the podcast, our recording device crashed and I lost the entire episode. Almost committed suicide, uh, freaked out, told Andrew I was going to do another show didn't do another show because I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was way too stressed out. Then yesterday, we got 15 minutes into a recording on Monday night. It's now Tuesday night. And the same thing happened. Uh, we found out that we needed uh, some new, more storage space. We were having issues with the recording. So we are back. It is We are here for, to stay. We shouldn't have any more breaks in the action. We should be good to go all the way until summer, probably. Yeah, let's just hope that... Uh we have enough storage on this SD card that we just bought yesterday. That's 128 gigs. Well, it says, and then says it we works. have 50 hours of recording. So, uh, so yeah, we should be good. If you don't, if you're not listening to this on a Wednesday right now, just know that uh, whatever we say right now actually doesn't matter because if the pod track dies, we have to figure it out later on this week. So, well, we're three and a half minutes in right now, and we're still good. Let's so. hope people are listening to this banter. We're just kind of spewing out to make up for the two weeks that we've missed. All right. So, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Tampa getting just absolutely obliterated by the Saints, basically. You could talk about a Monday night game for, for first. Do you really want to talk about a Monday night <laughs> for game? For the first because, time. Because, okay, this watching this both of those games was, like, basically my eyes bleeding for four, six and a half hours. I mean, we were at the gym when the Raiders and the Browns were playing, and that was at least a, a decent game. It end. was 16-14. to 14. That was a terrible game. And then the, the Vikings... In the Bears, just both of those organizations just needed to be wiped clean of this earth because 
one of them lost to the Lions. R.I.P. Josh. And uh, the other one. Wow, with a call out. <laughs> the other one is just, just pathetic. Matt Nagy is just the worst head coach in the league now that Urban Meyer's been fired. We've missed a lot. Urban Meyer firing. The number two recruit in, in the NCAA has moved to Jackson Travis State. Hunter. We will talk about him, I think. We're, we're going to get into him a the little The Lions bit, right? now have two wins. It, we got a lot to talk about. So, sure, let's start off with your your lover, the guy you have a shrine right. about in your room, Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, I do. I love him. Look, the Saints own him. Like, they just own him. I, it's They do the thing that you have to do to beat Tom Brady. You've got to rush for, and you've got to, you know, drop the rest of the guys in coverage, play zone, play man, mix it up, blitz from different angles, and they do that really well. They get up to play the Bucks and they dominate him. It doesn't help when Chris Godwin, who's now lost for the season, goes down into the first quarter, and then Mike Evans pulls his hamstring in the second quarter with one catch. I mean, it just a disaster of a night. They're going to be glad to get Antonio Brown back. Gronk maybe had his worst game ever this week. I mean, that, that was terrible on his end. He basically got double-teamed the whole game and couldn't do anything. Oh, Le'Veon Bell is expected to sign with a new team. Again, we're, we're going to do this again? This is from an hour ago, but the Bucks will sign Le'Veon Bell, assuming he passes the physical on Wednesday. They will sign under the 53-man roster in line to back up Ronald Jones with Leonard Fournette out with a hamstring injury. So that means Fournette's got to be out for a good amount of time. He's though. likely going on IR. He's done for the season. I don't know if he's done for the postseason. Well, the regular but season. Yeah, regular season. Because they need play. Oh, wait. Can you come back from IR at this point in the season, though? I'm not sure if you can. If you go to IR, I don't think you're allowed to come back. I don't know. That'd be... I think there's a deadline on that. I don't know. But playoff money doesn't look to be like a thing. Uh, COVID has swept the NFL since we've, we've talked as well. So uh, let's talk about that, actually. And the playoff implications that COVID is going to have on the NFL. Now, the NFL came out with their new rules of COVID, which is basically see no COVID, hear no COVID, there is no COVID. Um, Where if if you are not symptomatic and you are vaccinated, it doesn't matter. You're not going to get tested. Well, just if you're not symptomatic, it doesn't even matter if you're vaccinated. You won't be tested. So... I guess good for the people that play fantasy and the people that like to watch football, but bad for COVID? I don't know. But this week was the worst NFL week, NFL Sunday we've seen, in 25 years with 40 total touchdowns scored in a 10-game slate on a Sunday night or Sunday. And let me tell you, it sucked. I hated watching it. There was not really any good football on. I mean, there was a couple good games that I was interested in. Um I would say but, good games as in they came down to the wire, but I don't think it was really good football. The Ravens-Packers, which we'll, we'll talk that was about a good game. that as well. That was a good game. Um, I thought the 49ers played a really good game. I, I really like to watch them. We'll talk about them in a bit, I think. But it was just not a good NFL Sunday for people that like football. So you brought up the COVID thing. Can we talk about the implications this is going to have with like the NFL Players Association? Because like we've heard from the NFLPA that they don't want players put in a situation where they feel unsafe. And basically with the NFL's new policies where they're basically saying, you know, we're not going to test as much. We're not going to go looking for COVID where it might not be. They're basically telling the NFLPA to go fuck themselves, kid show, um, and saying, listen, it's about protecting the shield. It's about putting product out there on Sundays. 
and player safety is always, as we've seen in the past, is always going to take a backseat to the actual field of play, which, as a fan, do you really have a problem with that? No, but we know how players take to that stuff. And, you know, after they signed the the collective bargaining, bargaining agreement last year and they added the extra game to the season, it's, you know, it's a longer season, there's less bye weeks available because of the playoffs situation, like... I feel like this is going to have a long-term effect and we might see a lockout next time because I think players are going to have a problem with this personally. I'm, I don't know. I don't really know if they'll matter because I think players are more mad about the testing than they are without testing, i.e. Baker Mayfield. I don't know if you saw his tweet. I could give a shit about anything no. Baker Mayfield says. But, but is it but not sure. relevant? I, I didn't actually see it. So, so it was... It was along the lines of the NFL went around to like three main teams and it's made this big issue. Like the Browns were missing 18 players yesterday, a ton of which were starters. And there were, what, three other teams got nailed with the COVID bug, the Rams and so the Eagles? Yeah, the, I think it was, I think it was the football team because Heineke's out. Yeah, and... It basically made it so they had to move all of these game slates, but they didn't test any of the other ones that would have made them big money. Like the Chiefs Chiefs uh, Chargers on Thursday. They, they had nobody. I don't think anybody really got tested until after the game. So I, I think that players are just want the NFL to say, look, if you're going to test us, test everyone. Or if you're not going to test us, then don't test us. I, it really, I, don't, I don't really think it matters to the players because they – a lot of the players in the league right now had the option to, to take last year off, and very little did. There wasn't really a lot of players last year that took the time off with COVID being such a big deal. And if it were to rise up again, I think they'd just make the same offer. If players want to sit this season, well, they did. Like, they gave them the option. It's it's a no. I'm saying for next season because it wasn't oh, okay. a huge. It wasn't as big of a deal come the start of this NFL season as it was last year. And with numbers, the cases rising up again, then. It'll probably just be the same exact scenario. So I don't really know if the players mind as much, but I think there is a little bit of the NFL kind of screwed the pooch for last week with who they tested and who they did not test. Well, this is just, you know, another classic. the money. No, no, it's a classic Goodell move. Yeah. I mean, Goodell has basically been a terrible commissioner. It's about the money. It, it, I, it's, it goes back to the Ray Rice situation. It goes back to Spygate. It goes back to Deflategate. It goes back to Bountygate. Like, any time Roger Goodell has been faced with a tough situation, he basically fucks it. The concussion Kitcho. issues, Kitcho. The concussion issues, he screwed that one up. Like, he has basically been unsuccessful in handling major problems in the NFL. And, like, we called for his job, like, five years ago, and we called for it during the Ray Rice, Ray Rice situation. Like, it's time to call for his job again. I think the owners need it. The only reason that he doesn't, or the owners don't get rid of him, is because he has done a good job at making them more money, which, whatever. But he's been a really bad commissioner, and I think that this is another stain on his legacy. But the problem is who steps up and fills that spot. Well, that's, that's irrelevant. They would, you know, that, that's a big deal. You know, they, they do massive interviews for that with That'd be interesting tons of people that. in the league, issue, league office. I mean, like, when Rob Manfred got hired as the baseball commissioner, Rob Manfred, local, local guy, lives in, formerly lived in Rome, New York, um... But, I mean, he went through, I think, like, 12 different interviews, and he worked in the league office already 
Adam oh, Silver. So it's just going to be one of those high up guys. It, well, and- it's, it's usually somebody that's already in the office. Like oh, they okay. don't hire somebody from out of the office. Gotcha. Um, like Adam Silver was the deputy commissioner. You know, like eventually, uh, his name's escaping me, but he's the current deputy commissioner. It's like Mark something. He's going to be the commissioner someday. Like that's usually how it works. Gotcha. But let's talk about something that kind of, and this was going to be saved for later in the podcast when we were recording it yesterday. But there was a headline announced earlier on Sports Center that I just kind of makes me want to talk about it because it grinds my gears a little bit. So let's talk about Travis Hunter and the NIL deals and him going to Jackson State. So we were still recording when the yeah we were obviously still recording when the NIL deal happened. How long ago was that? It was a few months ago. We talked about it. I think that was back in June. We I don't ever really know if we really talked into well, full we, about it. We definitely spent 10, 15 minutes. On um, it. so Travis Hunter. Formally committed to FSU, decided to decommit two weeks ago, week and a half ago? Uh, it's been about a week and a half now, yeah. Decommit from FSU to go to Jackson State, head coached by Deion Sanders. And uh, why not? Historically, black community, or what is you it? You can just say yeah. HBCU. HBCU to make, a, make more money and make his presence in the NCAA and NFL known because there are, what, three amazing football players that are in the Hall of Fame that have went to Jackson State, and he says, you know what? I'm going to join the likes of them, make my name known. Good for him. There's a, there, So there's a lot of Hall of Famers that went to HBCUs. Um, off the top of my head, I can think of two. I know Shannon Sharp went to Jackson, or not to Jackson State, uh, San, Savannah State University. That's an HBCU. I, bl- I know Jackie Slater, father of Matthew Slater of the New England Patriots. He went to, actually, I think he went to Jackson State. He's one of them. Um, so HBCUs back in the day were like prime areas. Yeah. NFL scouts could not. They were like, holy shit, where are these kids coming from? And they're like, we got to get down there and see the talent. So the talent at those colleges used to be incredible. He's trying to bring that back by decommitting from a, a, a great school. Well, not great school, but FSU. Well, here's, here's the thing. I don't know if he's trying to bring it back, but he's a corner, okay? And Deion Sanders. Travis, wide receiver? He's a DB. He's a DB. I swear I saw a video no, he's, of he's a catching a touchdown pass. Well, he played he played wide receiver in high school, but he's, oh, okay. a, he's a DB. Um, I mean, Deion Sanders is the no, I, you know, I, no, goat I know. of corners. Like He has an opportunity to learn from him. Barstool Sports is partnered with Deion Sanders. They do a lot of promotions together. Gave him this opportunity to make money off of his name. He's the number two ESPN college recruit. Okay? And because he signed with an HBCU, that's a problem. That's that's the problem. Yeah, and and I I literally just typed in Travis Hunter so I could get like his rankings and all of his his stuff up. And the first article I see is a Sports Illustrated of former Florida State defensive end lands at Jackson State. So the NCAA and all of these D one coaches came out and basically have a problem with what's happening because for whatever reason they don't think it's right that a top end recruit, the number two or number one ranked player, because I've seen both in the country, Travis Hunter has decommitted from a prestigious football college in FSU to go to Jackson State. But why? Why 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 is it why does it matter? Because players can make more money now or make money now playing for different colleges and make a lot of money in the NCAA and still make it to the NFL and they don't have to go through these high road colleges like Clemson and Alabama and LSU and it's a problem and everybody's trying to slander the name of Travis Hunter now and the and the, the college that is Jackson State. But Good for Deion Sanders and good for what he's doing for that college to make them a notable football program. Well, I mean, it's 
NIL has basically leveled the playing field as far as the recruiting aspects. You know, it, it, let's be honest. There was dirty money getting thrown at players anyways. Like, come on. Really? You think Coach K just gets every single, you know, top recruit he wants? Please. Duke's throwing money at people, you know? Boosters do things like that. I've never had a problem with that. I, I still won't have a problem with that. It's one of the hills I'll go to die on. I don't care about how you get recruited to a college. Athletes should be paid. College athletes should be paid. They make colleges plenty of money. My, my biggest issue with this whole thing was Dabo Sweeney's comments. Dabo Sweeney, head coach, Clemson football, tried to make this conversation about education. Dabo Sweeney, ask yourself a legitimate question. When the fuck... Kid show. Kid show has college athletics ever, D1 college athletics ever been about education it's never been about education. You know these players, like Dabo Sweeney's got to know. Like, yes, I understand that they have all of these educational requirements for the for the NCAA and all of these D one athletes. But if you don't think that these top end players, Trevor Lawrence, could be the smartest fucking guy I've, I've never met, but who's to say that he's not going through college and like he does bad in a class? And Dabo Sweeney is like, oh well. Come on, just give him that passing grade because he's got to play and he'll be out of here in three years anyway. He's not really going to, never really going to use his degree. What does it matter? So that is, you're 100% right in that. Like the NCAA is the dirtiest money-making machine in the country. Like the amount of scandals that have happened because of the NCAA's just hypocrisy that it is, the way that they judge players and the way that they judge coaches and ADs and organizations, like it's terrible. And, like, for Dabo to come out and for other people in the NCAA to come out and slander this kid because he chose to go through a – to basically transfer. Essentially, it was a transfer portal, but, I mean, he did just decommit. That's really what he did. But same with other kids. I mean, Spencer Rattler is, you know, he's uh, transferring to South Carolina. You've had – with the Lincoln-Riley hiring, you've had plenty of Oklahoma kids transfer to USC. Plenty of Oklahoma kids decommitting from Oklahoma. You've had – other kids decommit from LSU, we talked from about Notre this. Dame. When we, when we, we talked about Lincoln Riley, we talked about right. all the players that he and, decommitted. And it's basically the same thing. Like, Dabo Sweeney is coming out and slandering this kid. But if Dabo Sweeney wanted to take a fucking job at Alabama, he wouldn't think twice about it. If, no. Alabama, if Alabama called him tomorrow and said, we'd like you to be our head football coach, here's whatever the number needs to be, Dabo Sweeney would be gone. Yeah. He would be gone, and we wouldn't hear shit from any coach. See, that's the thing. There needs to be loyalty of the players, but there never needs to be loyalty Correct. of the coaches. Correct. And good on Lincoln Riley. Good on Lincoln Riley for wanting to leave. You, you, you don't want to be there anymore? Go to USC where you're going to make a fuck ton more money in, in Southern wow, California. We are, we are just blasting yeah, But this, just, this is irritating. Oh, it is. It's, to, I, I texted you the other night. I told you how frustrating this yeah. was to me because, once again, college athletics doesn't get it. To get into the part that really annoys me about the entire thing is Sports Center, which... Sports Center drives me nuts anyway. With with all of the LeBron stuff that they post, and they never really truly post about sports in general. Decide to make an article today. It is the this is the headline: Jackson State linebacker allegedly defrauded government of thousands in COVID relief. So you're reading that, and you're like, okay, well this this player has been there the entire time. Like he did this at at Jackson State. Wrong. Guy did it at USC. So why not? Why would you slander the, the the HBCU that is Jackson State when it, even in the picture it shows the guy in a USC jersey and, and the helmets behind him? 
It's Abdul Malik McLean. I don't know if you know who that I, is. If, come on, I don't know but, who that is. Like we're, we're why are we why are we trying to slander this this college so, for for doing what what's best for the college? Like, once again, the media machine that it is. Here's my favorite part about this. So when Deion Sanders took this job, I believe it was a year and a half, two years ago, roughly. All we heard for like two weeks on the national media was Deion Sanders is bringing HBCUs back. Stephen A. Smith, and I love Stephen A. Smith. I think he does a great job. Stephen A. Smith's going to speak at HBCUs. We need to get more kids to go to HBCUs because HBCUs are an integral and just important part of the history of this country. I agree. And here we go. Yeah. Kid go- Top kid goes to HBCU. Oh, fuck him. He's a kid fucking show. asshole. Kid, kid show. show. Kid show. I mean, it's, it's-, it's, it's, it's the, the hypocrisy of the national media and the NCAA media and the NCAA itself is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. And I cannot stand it. T.O. said it perfectly. There isn't another. So Tio's exact quote was, "There isn't a white coach that could have recruited Travis Hunter like Deion Sanders did." But I'm going to change that quote to speak for myself. There isn't another head coach in the United States that could have recruited him like Deion Sanders did. The pro, the resume that Deion Sanders has with a kid that's played wide receiver at the top level in high school and DB at the top level in high school, it could probably be recruited for both for college. Why wouldn't you go play for the guy that's known for that? Like, he's the best two-way player in football history, realistically. Like, why, why is that not where – that's the smartest decision the kid could have ever made. Because guess what? He's still going to be a great – if he play, pans out and plays well at, the, at Jackson State, he's still going to be a top recruit. It's not like oh, him, the kids. The kids going top five. It's not like him not having that big A or the FSU logo on his helmet – doesn't change where he goes in the draft order. He's still talented. It's just, like you said, it's the hypocrisy it's, it's of the hypocrisy. national media yes. and the NCAA. And fuck the NCAA. Kid show. That's just all I have to say. Um, also, just just shout out to El Prez and Barstool, getting that deal done with yeah. them. I think that I think Barstool is on top of everything right now. Like they're They're the company that's set up best to handle the NIL stuff because they've basically been doing it for five years already. Like, yeah. they're, they're going to do really well with this. I'm excited to see how they handle it. And they're, it's not even like they're going for top names. Dave has literally said, if, is there any athletes that just want to come join the Barstool NIL deal? We'll give you free merchandise, free publicity, and fuck, if you play well enough, we'll give you some money. Kid show. Why wouldn't you? I mean, that was a quote, but I guess it's a kid show. But yeah, it's Was just, that a quote? I don't know if that was a direct quote. <laughs> Dave I mean, fuck it. We'll give you some free stuff. <laughs> oh, that's all, yeah, I guess that does kind of sound yeah, like Dave Fortnite. Dave probably said that eventually. Shout out Prez. Hope he listens to the prod. All right, let's let's jump back to the NFL here. Um, I want to talk about the analytics crowd and the crackhead analytics crowd. So we're talking about the Ravens and the Chargers and the Chiefs. Yes, we're we're going to talk about those games. Okay. Do you have a problem with how Brandon Staley coaches his team? Oh, I was, I was hoping we get the quote that we got yesterday. I'm, I'm going to start you off, Garrett. Do you do you know who's your favorite head? coach? Oh, who is my favorite head coach in the NFL yeah. other than Bill Belichick? Yeah, it's. Big balls, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, and then we have so we have big balls, Brandon, and big dick Dan. But yeah, no, it's 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 Brandon Staley. Yeah, I, I, listen, I I appreciate the way Brandon Staley coaches his team. I don't have a problem with the way he's handling the analytics situation. I have a problem with a couple of the times. I think the two times he went for it around the thirty, it was like fourth and two, fourth and one. 
I would have kicked the field goal in those situations. When you're when you're inside the five, I want to go for it every time. You're that close to scoring a touchdown. Go for it, especially when you have an offense like that. Now the key word there is touchdown. For being inside the five, that that's the key word. Well, yeah, yes, to get okay. a touchdown. All right. So now let's compare it to the Ravens. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. All right, well, I'm going to let you do the Ravens yes. because what is your opinion of how John Harbaugh has handled these two games, the game against the Steelers and then this game and the other day against the Packers? So, I mean, the entire difference is you have, you have what some people declare is the best kicker of all time. The best. I'm, I'm on the fence of he is the best kicker of all time. I'll, have, I'll give you my opinion on that <laughs> in a second after you finish your point. Now, you are in two game scenarios. Of against the Steelers and the Packers, where a PAT pushes you to overtime and a two-point conversion wins you the game. You have the most automatic kicker in the in NFL history. The the, the what what's funny? I mean, it's like he is literally automatic. Like you say automatic, and you're like, okay, what is he like? Ninety six percent of the time, it's like. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's like 99% of the time. He's not going to miss. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, he's so automatic that 60 yards, ah, he's going to make it. Turn the TV off. Right. You get, you get him it. at 60 yards, and I'm good with it. Like, anything within 60, it's a guaranteed make, basically. Not even questioning it. So, to, to send your team to overtime, and, and you are realistically the... Most fit team in the NFL for overtime behind because the greatest quarterback of all time who, if he gets the ball to start overtime, is pretty much over, and he's going to win it. Oh, oh, Tom Aaron Brady. Wait, what? I'm saying behind Tom Brady. Like, oh, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm talking about the Ravens are the most built team oh, oh, for okay. overtime. Yes, they, well, they're, they're built for overtime yes. because of, A, their style of play. They run the ball. And I'm saying behind Tom Brady, who if you get or Aaron Rodgers, who if they get the ball to start overtime, it's basically over right. wash. And you have two instances where you can go to overtime to beat your division rival and the Steelers and lock up the division, basically, and the Packers, who, okay, it was a battle the entire game, with Tyler but Huntley as your quarterback. They, they had just stopped the Packers yeah. twice. They just stopped them twice. Like, hey, you just stopped them. Even if they get the ball first, you might stop them. All you have to do in overtime, if you're the Ravens, is go 25 yards. Think about that. You get to the 50-yard line, and you're good. Yeah. That's, that's basically all you have to do is get to the 50. Also, can we talk about... Why are teams not doing to the, the the Packers what the Ravens did? We're gonna say, all right, beat us without Devontae Adams. We're just I mean, gonna, I feel like that's easier said than done. We're just gonna double team Devontae Adams at the line every single time and let you throw to Alan Lazard, Aaron Jones, and whoever their tight end is MVS right now. And like throw to them and then beat us that way. And look what the Ravens did. They won with their backup quarterback, who by the way, Tyler Huntley played very well. He was probably the best quarterback on the week, I would say, stats wise. Actually, I think he was top I mean, quarterback on the two week. Rushing, two rushing touchdowns, two, two passing, passing touchdowns, touchdowns, 78 rushing yards. and It was like 240 yards passing, yeah. something like Probably that. Probably the best. So the best quarterback I think of the he week. actually was the best quarterback on the weekend, yeah. But you don't kick the PAT to go to overtime. You say, fuck it, let's go Good for show. two. Let's, Let, go, let's go for the win. So for the longest time on this show, I have – this has been a long debate between you and I. I've said Adam Vinatieri is the greatest kicker – in NFL history, and my reasoning has always been 
He's just been in all of the big moments, and he's always come through. After John Harbaugh deliberately not putting the ball in, Justin Tucker is the best at his job in the NFL. He's better at his job than anybody else is at their job in the league. So it's the, not even close. Yeah, like, John Harbaugh chose not to let this guy send the game to overtime two times. And because of that decision, I now think Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker in NFL history. Because you, because that, I cannot. There's no way I can sit here and say why wouldn't you just kick it? The guy's not like other kickers would miss. Like other kickers will miss that. That guy's just not. There's not a doubt in my mind. He's making two kicks from 35 yards. Like it's just happening. What are the what are the two guarantees in life? It's just death and taxes. And Justin Tucker can hit from 35. The third like, one is Justin Tucker hits a 35 yard field goal. PAT, whatever, doesn't matter. Inside the 35, I'd bet it's, it's a million dollars like, that Justin Tucker hits. Like, I think Vinatieri is the clutchest human being of all time. Justin Tucker is like the most automatic human being of all time. I just think that that's what it is. These two guys are clutchest and most automatic. Tucker's not missing. He's not missing that. You're going to go to overtime. You might get the ball first. If you don't get the ball first, you don't get the ball first. But you know what? You have a 48% chance to convert the two-point conversion to win the game. You have a 99%. No, no, no. It's, so it's a 46% chance to win the game if you go to overtime. Wow. 2%. 2% we're, we're deciding games over 2%. That's what the analytics and say. And how much does that shift if you get the ball to start overtime? If you get the ball to start overtime, it goes up to 60, 66%. But you never get to change from 48%. Never. Yeah, like right. you go for two, it's either forty eight percent or we win right. the game. It's forty eight percent or nothing, or, or, or nothing basically. Yeah, yes. Like so, you have less than a fifty fifty shot to convert. You have less than fifty fifty. Let me say that again: less than fifty fifty to convert the two point conversion. And that's the only chance. That's the only percentage you're going to get. If you go to overtime and you just get the ball you automatically have a better than 50% chance to win the game. And the funny thing is, is the way that our podcast goes with us saying stuff and giving people shit, next week the Ravens are going to down one. They're, they're going to kick it. Kick it, Justin Tucker misses, and we have to bite our right. eat our He'll words. miss. Right, he'll miss next week. He'll go just straight on Nathan Peterman <laughs> as a kicker. Like It'll be the worst performance of his career. It's He's going to have to kick. And so, who do they play this week? Uh... The Ravens? Yeah. Is it, oh, it's the Bengals. They play the Bengals. That's an outdoor game. Is that in Cincinnati? I think that's in Cincinnati. You watch Cincinnati have like a windstorm or something <laughs> this weekend. It like, doesn't matter. Tucker will still make those. I have faith in him. That but, dude knows every crosswind. It is ridiculous. It's like Harbaugh got the biggest hard on when they went for two against the Chiefs to win the game and was like, oh my God, I just got the most praise in the world and so did Lamar. Let me do it twice to lose two games one, if we win both, we're the clear-cut division winner by far. But now here they are with a less than 50% chance to make the playoffs. I mean, that's why I love watching the Chargers so much because, like, the way that Brandon Staley coaches his team, it's basically like he does a bunch of math before the game and it's basically like, okay, we're going for it every fucking time and I'm just going to be a fucking nightmare over kid here show, and maybe we're going to win show. and maybe we're going to lose but it's going to be really fun to watch can we get a kid show button we need a kid show button can we get like um <laughs> but like harbaugh got like yeah like you said he got a little taste of that and he's like he's like foaming at the mouth it makes him so excited to go for two at the end of games it's like bro just kick it and go to overtime like even staley goes to overtime 
You know, he's okay with that. He's not insane. You you just go to overtime. It's it's not it's not rocket science. It's not. Now here you are. You have to play the Bengals. Where if you lose this week, you're basically out of the division race. Yeah, if they lose to the Bengals, they're not winning the division. It's just not going to happen. Like you you've put yourself in the situation. And if I'm a Ravens player, I don't want to be in this situation. I'm actually p- probably pissed of what's happened. Like, you are the division favorite. Well, if you lose this week, you're probably going to be the six or the seven. Yeah, you're not going to be the five. <laughs> I think the Chargers have the five locked If the up. Ravens lose and the Steelers win, the Steelers take that spot. From so the-, the Steelers would be in, the Ravens would be out. So the playoff, the wild card would be either the Titans or the Colts. Patriots, Bills, um, and Chargers, and then the Steelers. Yeah, that would be the the playoff scenario, basically. Yes, Oof, that's that's a rough situation to be in. To, for them to miss the playoffs potentially would be devastating because, like, this and is you the, can't even blame the fact that Lamar got hurt. This is the prove it year for Lamar. Yeah. Like, you have to prove you can win now because you can't prove it once we pay you. So once we pay you, everything becomes harder. You know and I mean, good luck. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, Dude look at Josh Allen. Started off sucking. Uh, that's not even it. I mean, he, well, he's still not getting his money, though. Mahomes is still oh, a year away got, from yeah. that. But, like, once you pay the quarterback, look at Russell Wilson. Once you get paid, there's a lot more on you. It's it's not just about the rest of the team anymore. It's about you. You know, the, people think Tom Brady's, you know, had great teams just because he's had great teams. No, no, no. The dude takes pay cuts because... He knows he needs fifty three other guy or fifty two other guys to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's hard to win the Super Bowl, man. Like Lamar hasn't even done it now. It's gonna be harder when you know he doesn't have Mark Andrews, Hollywood, Duvernay. You know, good running backs, a good offensive line, and a good defense. He's probably just gonna have a good a good offense. He probably won't have a good defense at that point. Yeah, it's just there's so much that can go wrong so fast, and and the Ravens are a perfect example of that. They are. I, I'd be betting money right now that the Ravens do not, do not make the playoffs because the rest of their schedule is not easy. No, I mean you still have to play the Steelers, you, Bengals, Steelers. I I don't know who the last game is. I don't either. It might be the Browns or no? No, they've already play played the Browns, the Browns twice. They all I know is it's not easy. I they they do no, not they, have, they have a, a tough an schedule. Easy rest of schedule. They could go zero th- and three. Realistically, could go yeah, 0 and three. I think they can. Um, can we talk? I mean, we're it's going to bring us to the Buffalo conversation. So we'll start with Buffalo, and then we're going to move into the next thing I want to talk about. Um, I think the Bills have gotten exposed, and I'm sure that every Bills fan's dick is really hard after kicking the shit out of Cam Newton for 60 minutes. Like the dude can't throw. He like he can't throw. They're really bad. The Panthers stink. They're going to be happy to get Sam Darnold back this week. Like that's how pathetic their quarterback I situation just, is. I I'm I'm happy for the Bills. I, I guess you 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 started off the season getting the the highest praise in football. As I mean, I hate the Bills. And look at my look at the board. I still can't believe you made that prediction. Like, and then here you are with with your top end quarterback who has fallen out of my top five rankings. And it sucks well, to well, say. Let's, we'll, we'll get into that. But, okay. Like, it's just... I think the Bills have gotten exposed because they're. I think they're a soft football team as far as 
what they can do. They can't run. Like, they cannot run the ball. Anytime they try to run the ball, it basically makes their offense worse, which I don't know how that's possible because the run game is basically there to coddle your quarterback, to make it easier for your quarterback. Like, the fact that you can't run the ball is such a problem. Like, good luck. And, oh, hey, they can't stop the run. You lost a game to a Patriots team that ran it 46 times. Like, we were there. The whole stadium was was screaming they're running the ball, and you waited till like, two minutes left in the fourth quarter to stop it, basically. Like, you got... Jonathan Taylor runs it down your throat. Even Tampa, that week, ran the shit out of the ball with Leonard Fournette. Like, Tampa, the team that wants to throw it every time, actually ran the ball against you because you can't stop it. That's like, congratulations, Buffalo. You came back against the Bucs to force it into overtime. But in that scenario, when you're down, what, three, four scores, and the Bucs have just basically given up, yeah, they took their you foot don't off get the gas. credit for the comeback. Because if, if, if they really wanted to, the Bucs would have dropped 70 on your heads. and then But the entire NFL would have just been like, oh, that's just running up the score. That's pathetic. Right. And Tom Brady would be hated even more. But instead, the Bills get the gratification of, we came back and it's the greatest quarterback of all time. Fuck Tom Brady, blah, blah. But Kid show. Man, this has been a rough one. It's been two weeks. I got We got to... There's you got to get him out. Pent up anger All right. here. Um, but I mean, I, I think that there's a problem. I mean, we watched Josh Allen this weekend against the Panthers, and it was like he was begging the Panthers to win the game. He kept every time that guy gets pressure in his face, instantly I think he's taking a sack. Is there a more nervous quarterback in the NFL? He's like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is just itching to take a sack in the wrong time. He, the game against New England. It's like you can't take a sack here. You can't take a sack here. You can't take a sack here. Get sacked twice on one play, basically. Falls down, should have been called for the sack because Matt Judon touched him down, and then gets back up and Judon sacks him. He got sacked twice, and he couldn't take one. Like, Matt Ryan does the same thing. I, we all know your opinions of Matt Ryan. We know everyone's opinions of Matt Ryan. But, like, Matt Ryan does that. Josh Allen is turned. He lost a playoff game because he took a 30-yard sack. Like, yeah. You just can't do it. You can't do it. He is. He just doesn't understand situational football at all. It's just there's any bit of pressure, and it's I just got to run. I got to run whatever way possible, and I'm not looking to what's in front of me. If it takes me to the line of scrimmage, I'm going to talk and run and, and hope I don't get hit. I thought he got his leg broken against Tampa. I really thought his, his leg or his foot was broken. I really like, did. Can we this – is, this is coming from a place of, of a, a, a warm heart to Josh Allen. Go back, look at the game film from when you played the Texans two years ago in the playoffs. Look at what you did fumbling the ball against the Texans and say, I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to become a self-aware quarterback, try to keep the pocket as much as possible, and just run when I need to. Don't try to be a Lamar Jackson mixed with a Patrick Mahomes because it's not going to work. Be a, be a Tom Brady if you have to. You have the running ability, but you don't need to use it all the time. And like I, Is he capable of doing that, though? Is he capable of being a pocket quarterback? Because, like, Brady, even Roethlisberger, Manning, Rodgers, Breeze, like, those guys, they know how to get the ball out on time. Allen is such an ad-libber that I don't think he has that ability. I don't, I don't think he's... Like, Mahomes is the same way. 
I don't think Mahomes is ever going to be the guy that can dissect a defense, know exactly what you're in pre-snap. As soon as the ball snaps, one, two, three, drop back, balls out. I don't think Mahomes is ever going to be that guy. No, because I think Mahomes was taught, even from Texas Tech, of like, oh, this is a big play or bust. And that's what they do on the Chiefs. Right, and that's, and that's how the, the Bills are. But the problem is, like, the Bills play in Buffalo. The weather there sucks. You're not going to be a big player bust team. It's not, like, it just doesn't work. You have to run the ball. You need to try, and this is where the argument in, in my ranking of Josh Allen has fallen comes from this, is Justin Herbert and Josh Allen are, if you put them side to side, take the, the take everything off of them and just show me the throwing motion, they're basically the same quarterback. They both have bazookas for arms, but you, Josh Allen, you need to be Justin Herbert with the worst offense. I'd take player. Herbert 10 times out of 10. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying, but jo- that's who you need to be. You need to be Justin Herbert with the worst offensive line, but it's not it's not terribly worse. Like it, I, I would say the Bills line is better than the Chargers. No, the Bills offensive line is pretty bad. But uh, no, the Bills offensive line is bad. The Bills offensive line, as far as pass blocking, is incredibly good. They're top five in the league in uh, pass blocking. I don't know about that. But pa- run blocking, I understand. But pass blocking, they're top five. Yeah. But in, the problem is, so the Chargers easily have a better offense. Like they have better receivers. They have a better a better running back. What? Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are, I think, are better. Okay, than I mean, you know, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox. Those are, well, are we they're s- not bad. Names, we're not sneezing. Th- Stephon Diggs was the best receiver I'm, in football I'm last year. To be unbiased, L- listen, no, but I'm. You're trying to say that Herbert has a better situation than Allen does. I'd say it's slightly better. I would say that Josh Allen's team around him is a lot better than what Justin Herbert has. I would take the Bills roster. Oh yeah. Ten but times out of ten than the Chargers. The offense roster. of the Chargers I would take over the offense of the Bills. Mike Williams Whatever. Mike Williams for the first time in his career has been productive this year. But they're the if the Bills want to be successful and, and make it to the Super Bowl to hopefully play the Rams, so I'm at least correct in my in that's my not a, you wanna just you <laughs> wanna admit defeat on that one because no, that's absolutely not happening. Not. Um you need to figure it out quarterback wise. Not not saying sit Josh Allen, but that he needs to become. More he needs self-aware. to develop. Yeah, he needs to develop. I haven't seen develop from development from last year to this year. And they're gonna pay him. Oh, he's getting. He's paid. already getting paid. He's, like, he's he got his contract. Yeah. He just it hasn't kicked in yet. Like, and I, I'm sad to see. Uh, I'm sc- a little bit scared to see what happens after this contract kicks in. That was my phone vibrating. If that's what you're looking for, I'm like, what is? What was that? Um, but whatever. I, I, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, so it got brought up to you about Allen being a top five quarterback in the it, league. Can we just do the top five quarterbacks in the league then? It, it wasn't brought up, but I was I was at work and I was saying Josh Allen isn't the top five quarterback anymore, and I was asked, "Back it up. Who's your top five? In in no in no order. Cause I got. I'll give you an order. I don't care. Uh, all right, I'll give an order. Aaron Rodgers, number one. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think Rodgers has been the best quarterback this year. Now, number two is a little hard. Patrick Mahomes, probably number two. Yeah, Mahomes is two. Tom Brady, three. Yep. I think I agree with that. Justin Herbert is probably five. Four is where it gets a little rough. I don't think it's Josh Allen. I think realistically, barring injury, I think it's Kyler Murray. So this is how I usually handle these things um, when it comes to rankings and 
you know, who would I rather have? I do the one game for your life. You know, the aliens have the death beam pointed at Earth. And who you got? Iguodala. I got Iguodala. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I basically do, you know, who would I want as my quarterback for one game, winner take all. Obviously, the all-time guy is Brady. I, I want Brady in that situation. But, like, for right now, like, Rodgers is number one, Mahomes is two, Brady's three. And then four and five, I have that. I use that conversation to get my next two guys. I have Russell Wilson at four. I know he's had a bad year, but, like, one game for my life, got to have it. I'm taking Ross. Like, just give me that, dude. He, he's been there. He's done that. He can win a whole bunch of ways. And then, yeah, I think Herbert's the fifth-best quarterback in the league. I don't even think it's close. I think the drop-off from five to six is really major. Like, you're talking, like, Stafford's maybe six, and I think Stafford's been pretty piss-poor this year. Dak is somewhere in there, and Dak's been struggling. Kyler, Who's you your four? Russ? I have Russ four. Okay. Russ has, like, been four for me for a while. I don't think he's ever going to be top three. It's just he's, not, it's, he's never going to get there, but I would – no question, take Russ as a top four quarterback in the league. It's and it's tough because I I can tell you what my my standings were preseason. And oh, also I can tell you right now if Deshaun Watson was playing, Deshaun Watson would be number six. Yeah, my preseason rankings were Aaron Rodgers, Tom, or Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen. Allen was fourth or fifth on both our lists. Yeah, and then I had Herbert fifth. Whoever I know I had five. Herbert fifth. I probably had Kyler at five, or Dak at five. No, I, I think you and I had Kyler and Dak really a little lower, but whatever. It, it, it is what it is. But you have fallen out of so many people's rankings, yet you are still such a talented quarterback. It's you got to get out of your own head. Get your mind right for the, the game of football and win a fucking Super Bowl. Kids show. I would, I, I'm from New York. I love messing with Bills fans. I love... Don't say what you're about to say. Talking don't shit. Don't say it. Don't the say it. The city of Buffalo needs a Super no, Bowl. No, they don't. Like, no, they don't. No, the, they their don't. team is so talented, and I don't want to hear the, the the Buffalo Bills fans talk for a year saying we won the Super Bowl last year. But I don't want to hear that ever. I, it's I, their that's team like is, the last thing I want to hear. Their team is talented enough to win a Super Bowl. If Josh Allen gets in his head or gets his head right, gets out of his head, they win a Super Bowl. I, I and I I'd, I'd put money on it. I would put money on it. I put it on the board. That they would go to the Super Bowl. I think I said it, they lose, but they still make it to yeah, a Super you, Bowl. Yeah, you had the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Making it to a Super Bowl is the second best thing you can do in the, in the NFL. Winning it is the first. Like, um, just, As someone that's been a part of a couple losing Super Bowl teams, <laughs> I can tell you right now, it is the last thing you actually want to do. Well, yeah. Losing a Super Bowl is the last. But you would still, rather miss the playoffs, go 0-16, than lose the Super Bowl. But I can tell still, you that right now. But it's still the second best thing you can do in the NFL. Make it to a Super Bowl. It's isn't it like win MVP? Nah. Win MVP no, isn't the second best thing. As a team. As a team? Let's make it to the Super no, Bowl. I, I don't know. Is it make it to the Super <laughs> Bowl? Win the Super Bowl? I guess. Make it to the Super Bowl? I don't know. I, I really don't think that it's make it to the Super Bowl and lose. I, uh, I don't know. It's just... The NFL is so fucking weird. It's in all your years of watching football, is this the weirdest one for you? It's the, it's, it's surprisingly beat last year. Was last year really that weird? Yes, the introduction of Tuesday night football. Like, uh, yeah, but no, no, no. I'm talking about the games themselves. Oh no, were they really that? We- because we've had some. Listen, some of the games that we have picked this year. The like, Lions beat the Cardinals. Exactly. 
Like, what is this year? I, we, we've had 65-yard field goals to win games. Like, Tampa gets shut out by the Saints, but the Saints barely beat the Jets. Like, it makes no sense. The Dolphins just beat the Jets. Like, they the almost Vikings blew that one. The beat the Packers one. and lose to the Lions. Right. The Cardinals were the best team in the football and then lose to the Lions. Right. Like, the Cardinals were doing better without Kyler Murray. It makes no sense. Yeah. Like, Bill Belichick's winning with a rookie quarterback. He threw it three times and ran it 46 and won a game. Like, that was, that's like Navy football. That's 1940s football. It, it, this is the weirdest NFL season I can possibly remember. I can't think of one weirder, to be honest. It, it just makes no sense. There's no parody in anything. Every week is a different week. Like there's nothing's been consistent all season. Yeah. It it's I hate this year. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um did you know that uh since since week give me a second, sorry. Do you know that Derrick Henry and Trevor Lawrence have the same amount of touchdown passes thrown since Derrick Henry got hurt? No, Trevor Lawrence just threw one this week. No, he didn't. He has one, I think. He has one. I know he does. When did Derrick Henry get hurt? Uh, week, week either week eight or week nine. I Lawrence has thrown one. I know he has. I, I have him in fantasy. I, I think he, he got hurt week nine. I know he's thrown one since then, at least. Yeah, he threw one in week ten. Okay, or week, so week thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So it's one. He has one, one touchdown pass to Derrick Henry's zero rushing touchdowns. <laughs> no, I was saying passing touchdowns. Oh, passing touchdowns. Derrick Henry's passing touchdown was in week seven against the Chiefs, right? It was either the Chiefs or the Bills, but yeah. It's just it's nuts. It's just you could. There's so, so many okay, stats well, that can go into this. Year. You brought up the Jags, so let's shit. let's go there. Urban Meyer. I, I mean, love it. I, I think it's great. I love to see I, it. It sucks because a lot of people had Matt Nagy as first coach fired in Vegas, and it's Urban Meyer before the season even ends. You know, I'm going to say Sorry to interrupt. This isn't about the Jags. I'm going to say it. I'm really upset that our podcast yesterday got taken down. I feel like yesterday we were way more kind of cut, cut to the point and on track with what we're doing, and now this episode's so sporadic. That's all right. I, I'm kind I love of enjoying it. it. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. But yeah, Urban Meyer got fired. Thank the Lord. I mean, did we? Did the, we? Neither one of us had that pick as the first. We talked about. I said coach. it. You said it was basically impossible that he gets fired in the beginning. No, of the no, year. no. I said at the beginning of the year when he brought on Tebow and then he cut him and then like he the quarterback st- controversy. The, like right, like the quarterback thing with Minshew and like why isn't Lawrence just getting all the first team reps? I'm like this dude is. I even said I wouldn't have hired him. Oh, yeah, no. Like, no way would I hire... I would never hire a successful college football coach. Like, Chip Kelly, I wouldn't have made that hire. Urban Meyer, I wouldn't make that hire. If Nick Saban wanted to come back to the league, I wouldn't do it. Like, it's just different. The college world is different than the NFL world. And you don't have the best team every single week. You, honestly, most of the time you have the worst team. Like, if you're a college coach, you're pretty much getting hired to a shit organization because... That's what those organizations do. They try everything. And Urban Meyer brought nothing good to the Jaguars organization. There was never a single good piece of publicity about the Jags that involved Urban Meyer. He wanted to draft Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney got, gets taken and says, we'll take Travis Etienne and turn him into Kadarius Toney. What? 
Like that moment, they should have fired him. Yeah. Because that's not how you draft an NFL team. And then you you go to an away game. You do not fly home with your team. I've never even heard of that. No. Like, they talked to multiple coaches about that after that happened. Not a single one had said they'd ever heard of somebody doing that as a coach. Ever. You get spotted at a bar with a woman grinding on you that is not your wife. And then make a public press conference apologizing for that. Then reports come out that you have kicked your kicker during practice, whether they are legitimate I'll defend or that not. one. I've read from multiple different sources that's not legitimate. I, I, it, maybe it is, but I'm going to say Urban Meyer didn't kick Josh Lambeau. I think Josh Lambeau is a little salty that he lost his job, but I'm going to go with he didn't do that. Just, just That doesn't seem like something that would come out now. That would have come out then. Yeah. That's kind of like the woman waits 35 years to come out about the guy. And it's sometimes you just can't believe that. You're like, wait a minute. What? 35 years? What the hell? It's been 13 NFL weeks since that happened. Like 13 NFL weeks is like 150 years and dog years. It's and then you have assistant coaches and he's calling them losers and they have to back up their resumes compared to what he's done. Just ridiculous. It's like, like what are you? Doing? Oh, we're going to find this whistleblower that's saying all this shit about Oh, okay. You're gonna find this guy because he's insulted you because what he's saying is fucking true. Like the same things, like it, it's the same assistant coaches that you hired and you I know chose. You hired him. You're giving shit to, but what? It's whatever. I I'm happy for Jaguars fans all around the world. The the four of you that exist. I'm happy for you. Just know that I'm thinking about you, and I'm, I, I'm it, happy for the future of your franchise. Just, I mean, I told you when they hired him, this was going to be a problem for Trevor Lawrence. I told you he would hinder Trevor Lawrence's development. And Trevor has two passing touchdowns since week seven. Yeah, I mean, week eight. It, oh my God, it's I, such a disaster. Like the rookie season for a lot for these quarterbacks now is so important. You you have to nail the rookie year because if they play right if they play. But like like we're seeing it with Zach Wilson, he's having a shit rookie year. Like, what's next year going to be like? Started off terrible. Starting to play better. No, it's still bad, though. So it's bad. I mean, it's, it's starting it's to bad. play better than he did to start the year. Oh, that's not really hard. Anybody could play better than he did to start the year. But, like, you got Trevor Lawrence. Here's the list. Okay, ready? It's John Elway. It's Peyton Manning. It's Andrew Luck. And then it's Trevor Lawrence. Those are the four highest quarterback grades in NFL draft history right there. And you got the fourth highest graded quarterback in NFL history. And the three that retired did great. Hall of Famers. Did great. Is Andrew Luck a Hall of Famer? Uh, Andrew Luck would have been a Hall of Famer. Okay, he, he would have been. been a Hall of Famer if he played like four more seasons. Like if Could he you played. Imagine if Andrew Luck was on the Colts right now. If Andrew Luck was on the Colts right now, they would have been my Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Going into that season before he retired, he I was picking the Colts to win the Super Bowl. That they were my team to to win it all. I thought they had the best roster. I thought they were going to put it all together, and then he just and I. I don't blame him. I don't either. Why the hell would you want to just get the shit beat out of you every yeah. single year? I just can't get over how nuts this NFL season has been. I mean, but like back to the urban thing, like Trevor Lawrence has basically had an entire season of his career wasted and he's already playing for the worst organization in the NFL. Like, I don't think they're actually the worst organization, but I think they they're the least successful. You know, they they have nothing. They have a couple AFC title games. That's what they've been a part of, you know. 
they've basically been a laughing stock and they've been talked about moving them to London. They can't get fans. They get their games blacked out. Like their fan- the franchise is a joke. You get the one guy that might be able to save your franchise. Like the one guy. Their mascot bangs his head off the, the goalpost when the other team scores. <laughs> that says enough about your franchise. Change. Like, do something on national TV. I was watching Red Zone on Sunday, and I, 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 see a, I finally see a touchdown for the Jags game, but it's not the Jaguars scoring. And all I see at the end of it is just, it's, a, it's actually a field goal. I see the, the Jaguars mascot just grabbing onto the, the goalpost, just banging his head off of it. Change. That is what you need to do. Do better as an organization when, when you see that stuff. That is your sign to where we need we can't do this anymore. Potential coaching hires. Got any? No, I'm not there yet. I have a couple. Jim I, Caldwell. Did I did I hear yesterday during the game? Did you watch the Vikings Bears game? Uh, yeah, like did I, I said, I watched my eyes bleed for four hours. Did I hear the announcer say that the NFL is looking into teams being allowed to looking into head coaches with like three weeks? Left yeah, in the so season? with two weeks left in the season, they can start to hire coaches now. Starting this year? Yeah, this year. So. I think Jim Caldwell should be number one on the list. Got fired from Detroit with a winning record. I mean, that, that was just like the dumbest firing of all time. Um, I know Eric Bieniemy's name is going to get thrown around. I think that that one is the dumbest thing ever. I'm so sick of, how come this guy doesn't have a job? Well, because he's Patrick Mahomes' offensive coordinator, and he works for Andy Reid. Has any of Andy Reid's offensive minds ever done anything? I know Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl, so it's Doug Peterson. Okay, fine. He was an NFL quarterback. Like he coached, he played with Brett Favre. He, you know, he's been in the league a long time. Matt Matt Nagy, how are we doing with him right now? Yeah. Oh, we don't like him. Eric Bieniemy, are we sure this guy can actually coach an NFL team? Like, I get he can probably call plays, but calling plays isn't being a head coach. That, you know, Josh McDaniels is a hell of a play caller. He failed in Denver. He was terrible. Let's talk about quarterback fires. Mike Zimmer. Matt Nagy. Vic Fangio? Yeah, gone. I'd, have, I'd have all three of them gone. I said Vic Fangio should have been gone last year. He was my vote for the who would have been the first coach gone. Yeah, it was either him or Nagy. Um, Zimmer should be gone. I, I just don't see where you're going with him. Is there anybody else? Off the top of my head? Pete I know. Carroll? I know. I said it yesterday. I said it yesterday before the podcast. If Cliff Kingsbury does not win the Super Bowl this year, I think he needs to be fired. I I one thousand percent disagree with you on that. I just think so. I get what your point is, and you can go ahead and state your point after this. But like the Cardinals had no expectations coming into this season; they've outperformed the expectations of what they were given. Like, did you think the Cardinals were a Super Bowl team coming into this year? No. We thought do maybe that we thought maybe they'd be the seventh seed in the playoffs. Maybe. Do I think that they're a Super Bowl team now? No. Okay, but like your expectations for of them were maybe you get the seventh seed. Like maybe. So that's that's what nine and eight with a record. Nine and eight, ten and seven. That's what we figured the record's going to be. Like they're probably going to win twelve games or eleven games or whatever. That's that's exceeding expectations. Like, it's hard to fire a coach when he exceeds the expectations. I understand, but he has also been so bad in previous years. So bad. Like, I, I get that, too, but he's a really young head coach, and 
he didn't have a lot of head coaching experience, but he clearly does something right on offense. Like, that offense works. I know it didn't work this week. Like, they had a shit week, but they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Like, I'm going to cut him some slack. I, th- I think you're really missing the point on that one. I don't know. I just think that he has been really, 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 really bad. And the media is also starting to realize that as well. Like, Twitter has come for Cliff Kingsbury. I think the media has been against him since he got hired, though, because they hated the way he got hired. Like, he quit the OC job at USC to take the Cardinals job. Yeah. Like, people hated on him for that. But, like, the guy can clearly coach. Like, he's been around in the league. He was... Do you know he was the backup for the Patriots for a couple of years? No. Like, he was not. a backup quarterback on the Patriots. They drafted him. Like, he's been in the NFL. He he obviously knows how to coach offense. Like, the Cardinals offense has been really dynamic this year. I I would not fire him. Like, I think he understands how to coach Kyler Murray. And when you have a quarterback like that, you need a coach that understands how to coach them. I.e., why everybody kept hiring Adam Gase because everybody thought Adam Gase knew how to coach quarterbacks. Like... He obviously does know how to coach a quarterback. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm so out on Cliff Kingsbury, and I know it's easy for me to say now because they just lost to the Lions, but it's, I don't think he's ever been good, and I don't think I, he He ever was coach really of the year for the first eight weeks of the season. He was the coach of the year candidate. He was the head guy. Yeah, what happened? Kyler Murray got hurt, missed an entire month. Their offense has been clunky. You can't say that because the Cardinals played good without Kyler Murray. Uh, They played fair. They lost game. They they got destroyed by the Panthers. Destroyed. Like, let's let's be fair. Okay. He lost a lot of players on his team. D-Hop is gone for the year, basically. Okay. Kyler's been hurt. He's not 100% clearly because he can't run the way he usually does. Like, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. You're doing the Kyle Shanahan thing again. I might be. You're not. Like, you can't blame coaches when players get hurt and they can't execute their game plans. Like, you just can't. Not every coach is Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, or Sean McVay. Those guys are geniuses. Like, I'm not expecting coaches to be Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Okay, so. These great guys, but. I think there comes a time for every team where it's like, well, okay, we've we've been so bad and we're starting to look like that same bad team that we have been for the past however long. And like maybe Cliff Kingsbury just isn't the guy. Wouldn't you rather find out now than I mean how much longer does he have in his contract? I off the top of my head I have no idea. I think he's probably signed a five year deal, I imagine. He's on what, his third year? Third year. Okay, but here. Okay, so here's my next question: Grass isn't always greener. Who are you hiring? Well, yeah, I mean, but no, no, no. Seriously so, though, like, who's the guy out there that you believe can coach Kyler Murray to the highest ability? Because that whole team is built around that guy. You ha- to have a five foot nine quarterback that plays the way that he does. You have to build your entire organization around him, and Kingsbury can clearly do that. Like he's clearly done a good job. They've drafted well. They've, so they've a, signed good free agents. If Pete Carroll gets fired. I would not hire Pete Carroll to be... No? The he- so, so is there, oh, yeah, because uh, Pete Carroll's done an awesome job with Russell Wilson. There, there's not a, the guy hireable right now that you would have over Cliff Kingsbury? Not for the Cardinals' job. 
Not that not that I can say like okay, is Andy Reid available? Well, no. Right. So like I have a guy that okay, maybe he's not great situationally all the time. But he's not a bottom five coach, and he's definitely not a top five coach. He's somewhere in the middle, and it's really hard to find guys that can last in this league. Like we see coaches get fired after one year all the time. We see train wrecks for coaches. Zach Taylor still has a job. I don't know what that guy does. Who's, like, who's, whose sex tape does he have that he has a job? Matt Nagy. What, what's Matt Nagy ever done? Like Matt Nagy, <laughs> so Matt Nagy I, drafted Mitch Trubisky. He drafted that guy and never could figure out how to use him properly. Matt Nagy just goes into the Bears owner's office and just like does the thumb trick where he like makes his thumb look like it comes off of his hand. And the Bears owner, she's I think she's pretty old, right? She's she's very old. I'm I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure if I'm if I'm thinking of the Bears, right? They no, you're thinking of the Lions owner. The Lions Mrs. owner Mrs. isn't Mrs. Ford is really old, yeah. All right, that, so he goes into the Bears owner's office and just like does the thumb trick, and and the Bears owner's just head explodes. He's like, "That's a guy I need to keep around. This guy knows what he's doing. He does weird shit that I can't do." Right, and, but like, okay, so that's that's my point though. Like, Matt Nagy had Mitch Trubisky for three years, couldn't figure out how to coach Mitch Trubisky the right way, and did nothing but blame the guy, Cliff Kingsbury. Every year we've seen improvement out of the Cardinals. They've gotten better. This year they're really good. They're not quite Super Bowl level yet. I, I wouldn't pick the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, that's not their expectation. Their expectation was to get better. They got better. Cliff Kingsbury does a good job of coaching Kyler Murray. That's what his job is to do. Like, they hired him to coach that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, just, like I said, who are you hiring that's better than him? That's the thing. There, there isn't anybody. But I'm just out on Cliff Kingsbury. I, and well, you can't be out on Cliff Kingsbury and then not give me a guy <laughs> that you would hire to coach him. But yeah, I, mean, I guess so. But I can I. I don't know. It's so it's tough. I just don't think he's the answer. I don't think they're going to. And again, I'll fucking bite my tongue and, and the Cardinals make Jesus. it to a Super Bowl. But I hope they do. I mean, you know how I feel about Kyler. Look, I, I hand hand on the Bible right now. I swear in front of everybody that if the Cardinals make it to the Super Bowl, I will write a two page redaction two page redaction on on Cliff Kingsbury, and I will post it on every social media that I have, and I will Can't read it aloud. Read it aloud on the podcast. Do I get to proofread to that? Bowl. You could, All right. No, you don't get to proofread it. I can't proofread no. it. Can it'll, I send it to my mom to proofread? It'll, sure. Yeah, it'll All be right. a legitimate like apology. Hand the Bible right now. I can't. I fucking hope that that doesn't happen. Like, but like Patriots Cardinals Super Bowl would that make you sick too? I know you said Bucks Patriots would make you. sick. Oh no, Bucks Patriots. I'm not watching. You're not watching. I've already said it. If the Bucks well, and the Patriots are the Super Bowl, I'm not watching that game. It's gonna happen, and I won't be watching. You're it. gonna watch. The I game. won't. <laughs> yes, you. I'm telling. I'm planning a trip to Colorado in February. I'm telling you right now that if I find out. That the Super Bowl is Bucks Patriots. I will plan to be in Colorado for the Super Bowl, so I do not have to watch it. Like, that's disgusting. I'll watch. I'll watch Cardinals Patriots, and I'll just root for the Cardinals. That's terrible. You like, hate Cliff Kingsbury, but you root for that guy. I will root for the. I will root for. You Cliff just Kingsbury. can't root for. You know what? Okay, so I'm just gonna say it, everybody. Um, Andrew went to the Bills and Patriots game with me. No, and um, they have no. Proof. Andrew is a. St- I don't have any proof. <laughs> it's on my phone. Picks or it didn't happen. I got picks. Andrew wore 
a Tom Brady Patriots jersey for a solid four hours that night. Gun to my head. Gun to your head. You, I was going to give you Ocho Cinco, and as we're leaving for the game, he goes, go get me the Brady jersey. <laughs> I said, wait, what? Uh, okay, he willingly and knowingly put on a Tom Brady New England Patriots jersey for four hours, talked more shit than I did to Bills fans, which was really fun to watch. Like, you were... You basically took it to levels I was not prepared to go to with them and rooted for the Patriots for an entire night. Just hate Bills fans. Look, I got peer pressure. I went in a group of three other people to watch that game, and I wasn't going to be the only one not rooting for the Patriots because fucking I shouldn't have been. If the Lions didn't lose to the Vikings, I wouldn't have had to wear the, the Patriots jersey. If the Vikings didn't lose to the Lions. You were wearing it's, a Patriots jersey the just, whole time. It's all because of that. You're a, you're a shadow fan. I, was, I get it. No, it's fine. There's, I only went. You you were excited I, to get a no, high five no. from Nelson Aguilar and Jalen Oh, I was Batley. really excited. Exactly. But uh, I, I no, when I go with people that are fr- fans of the teams that we're going to see, I can't just sit there and root against them. Especially like Bills Patriots. I'm definitely not wearing a Bills jersey. That's disgusting. I No, that's not happening. Well, I've already told you. Uh, next year we will go to Steelers Ravens. Oh yeah, I will wear. It will not be a Roethlisberger jersey. If it's a Roethlisberger jersey, I'm not wearing it. So you better get me like a freaking T.J. Watt or you, uh, you know who Paul I like. Amalu. No, Chris Wormley. You can wear Palomalu. No, I want a Chris Wormley jersey. I'm not buying a Chris Wormley I, jersey. Just I so really like Chris Wormley. That dude is a beast. Or Cam Hayward. I would wear Cam Hayward. So, yeah, I, we'll have pics of that. It'll be a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. I would um, kill myself. But, yeah. Just I know, could never put on a rapist know that, jersey. That there was definitely drugs in my system when drugs. I when Yeah, I, when the I drug of winning. Like, like, I was drugged. You put that on, you're like, this is what winning feels like. Gone to my head. Hated it. Loved the experience. Love talking shit to Bills fans. All of the Bills fans that are listening. I hate you, and I hate your franchise. And I'm happy to see you guys lose all the time. And I will wear a Patriots fan just to see Patriots jersey just to see you guys lose. Is that it? Do we have anything I mean, else to talk about? Is it time? Do you want to talk about basketball? Steph Curry, or do we just not have to talk about that? I mean, if you want to talk a little Steph Curry, I got no problem with that. No, nah, it's all right. It's time. Save it for another episode. Go ahead, introduce okay. us. I want to hear. No, this it. Is I want to hear it. What I would have missed while I, I was gone. wasn't going to do it though. Man, I didn't. Right. Ha- I mean, I can give it. To, Wait, you want to just press you. the new button that we have? We have oh, a wait, we still don't have a button. Uh, the Flamin' Five Wins of the Week, the greatest sports segment podcast of oh, you're history. Oh, you butchered it's it. two weeks. <laughs> sports podcast segment of all time. Updated score. We didn't do it for the past two weeks because, yeah, it's just that shit happens. Uh, I'm 42. Garrett is at 37. The Make doors, it a comeback. The door is wide open. L- listen, that you only getting like two right and me getting four out of five. And then the week before like was basically the same deal. Has really reeled me back in here. Yeah. So um, I plan on nailing these picks this week. Just update on week 13 was when we last did it. I had Raiders over football team. Didn't happen. Colts, Seahawks, Bengals, Bills, Garrett, Steelers, Chiefs, Cardinals, Chargers, Patriots for the perfect 5-for-5 five five sweep of the week. This Nailed week, it. week 16, we have thrown in a curveball. It is the battle of the number one and the number two quarterbacks of the NFL draft from last year. And because of how high I was on Zach Wilson, I, I offered to Garrett, why don't we throw this as the sixth game? I pick the Jets, you pick the Jags. We'll just go for it. I don't know where it is. it in New York? New Jersey, sorry. That, I believe that's in Jacksonville. Okay. Because matter. I think Jacksonville goes, because they go on the road to New England, and then I think they finish at home. Okay. 
So I have the Jets 20 to 14 over the Jags, and Garrett has the Jags 24 to 14 over the Jets. Now, our actual picks that we made without an agreement. I have the Saints over the Dolphins 24 to 13. I have the 49ers over the Titans 27 to 26. I have the Buccaneers 35 to 10 over the Panthers. I have the Lions 17 to 14 over the Falcons because I got reeled in by Dan Campbell. And I have the Chiefs 21 to 18 over the Steelers. Uh, 49ers, Titans, potential game of the year. Yeah. I'm going to throw that out there. A lot I think, of playoff, I think playoff the, implications. That game has a shot to be like really good. Like 35, 31, crazy ending, a lot of wild stuff. I think that game has a good potential. Um, the, my picks are, let's see. I'm going to start off Colts over the Cardinals. I'm going to go 28 to 17. They're, they're going to be able to run the ball. I mean, they, they ran all over the Patriots. That, the Colts are good. They're a good football team. Uh, my second pick, rolling with it again, Patriots over the Bills, 28-17. If my team's playing and I can pick them, I'm taking them. Let's go. I got Tampa over the Panthers. I got 45-21. to 21. Brady's going to be pissed. It's going to be one of those games. The Panthers stink. They're going to th- they're gonna lay it on them. Uh, I have the Dolphins beating the Saints, 24-20. to 20. Uh, Of course, the Saints would lose to the Dolphins a so week after. Those are, that's one game with a guaranteed point to one of us. Yep, and then I have Packers over the Browns, forty-eight to twenty-one. I think Rodgers solidifies the MVP discussion with that one. Throws like four touchdown passes. Speaking of MVP, I'm glad you brought it up because I made a promise to our dear friend Josh that I would say this on the podcast. I do not think he is going to win, but even though he has had a a worse season than Derrick Henry did last year. I think Jonathan Taylor is the MVP of the season. He's not going to win it. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers, but I think Jonathan Taylor is the MVP. Just because the Colts Justin are... Justin Tucker should be the MVP. Horrendous. Colts are horrendous, and I don't think they win a game without Jonathan Taylor. How many How many other running backs could you put behind that offensive line? Where they I understand. Win? I understand. But... Like, give them Damian Harris. They probably have a similar record. But does he run for the same amount? Is he running for... 1,600 yards through these... Could be close to it. 15. Could be close to it. He's not a featured back in New England's offense, and he still has pretty good numbers. I just... With a worse offensive line. I don't have an amazing argument for it. That's just where my head is at with this MVP race. Because I'm sick and tired of the quarterback winning that race. In any situation where a running back wins the MVP, you have to be all-time great. I don't think Jonathan Taylor's been all-time great. I think he does have some good numbers. Uh, His... Scrimmage touchdown numbers are really good. Like, good for him. Like, you have to be Adrian Peterson in 2012, and you it should have been Derrick Henry last year kind of stuff. Like, I got to have 2,000 yards easily. It, he might get. Yeah, but he has an extra game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the extra game thing, it means you got to have 2,200 yards, basically. That's a lot. Yeah, you it is. You need 200 extra yards for one extra game. I, I mean, sorta, you know, twenty one fifty somewhere in there, you know, because like usually you don't just stop on two thousand yards, you get two thousand seventy, you know, something like that. So yeah. I I need another hundred and thirty yards basically. If you're that dude, All right. that's fair. Well, wait, I just yawn right into the mic. Sorry. Absolutely fantastic. What a long day. I think that's it. Think so? It's been a rough podcast. Look, we were so excited to do it yesterday. Should have heard the first 15 minutes. It was great. I think I still liked this one. 
we got a lot in from what we've missed over the past two weeks, but it was just more of this one needs to get out because we can't miss a third week, and we haven't talked in three weeks, so we're kind of just forcing mouth garbage out of our, or word, word garbage out of our mouths to get it out, but it was still fun. Hope you guys missed us. I hope you're happy to see us back for the most part. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. Oh, me too. I'm so pumped yesterday. Then the SD card messed up because you're just bad at your job. My fault. My yeah. fault the SD card didn't work. Really? You want to do the spiel or you want me to do the spiel? Oh, you can do the spiel. Follow us on Twitter at Highly Disputed. That's Highly Disputed without the E. Both of our personal Twitters are in the bio of that account. I still haven't gotten my personal Twitter that Twitter back because Twitter is just not sending me the email for what my password for the password change. So uh, I'll update you guys on that again next week. Uh, send us some emails at Highly Disputed247 at gmail.com. That is Highly Disputed with an E that time. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. If you want to know how my vacation went, you can just ask a question on that in the email, and I'll talk about it on the podcast. I don't really think anybody cares. Got anything else to say? I think that's it. We'll see you guys next Tuesday.